Welcome back to the Brown Couch, episode nine. I'm Sarah. I'm Abby. I'm Anna. And we're bringing you true crime stories. So we just want to say welcome back, or welcome if this is your first time joining us. We're going to have a really quick intro today because we kind of just want to get right into the case. So today Anna's going to be reading our case for us. Alright, this week's case is the Richardson Family Murders. So this case takes place in Medicine Hat in Alberta, which is in Canada. So it's the weirdest <laughs> name. It's the weirdest town name. I'm sorry. Medicine Hat. Medicine that reminds Hat. me of that one soccer player, Danny Drinkwater. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was laughing. No, when I saw the town name, I was laughing. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is Medicine Hat, Alberta? <laughs> Anyways, um, the actual murders took place on April 23rd in 2006. On April 23rd, 2006, a young neighbor wanted to go play with his friend Jacob, his neighbor. And so he asked his mom and his mom said, sure, go ahead, go over and like knock on his door or whatever. It was like a small community, so they all kind of like were familiar and whatever. Um, so he went over to his friend's house to see if he wanted to play and he came running back to his mom and said mommy there's bodies at jacob's house with blood on them i saw them through the basement window what the fuck yeah okay can you imagine being right away can you imagine being that mom though like your child comes running back to you and she's like or he's like mommy like holy shit So the family's house that the boy was going to visit um, was the Richardson family. There was Mark, who was the dad. He was 42. Mom, who her name was Deborah. She was 48. And then Jasmine, age 12, their daughter, and Jacob, age 8, their son. So there were four members of the family. And everybody said around them that they were, like, a normal, happy family and that they, like, the parents just really, really cared for their kids and looked after them. Um, it always is. Normal, yeah. happy family. <laughs> but are they? Um, and the uh, parents, Mark and Deborah, were actually um, former substance abusers. So they ended up getting sober. They got married and they had kids. And, like, they kept... their sobriety up and like they were like they just built like a very loving like household that's dope um deborah was super into spirituality like reiki wicca crystals like she was very spiritual and she believed like very like i like to think she was a little bit of a hippie i love Mm -hmm. it um jasmine who was the daughter was described as like happy outgoing she was a good girl like a good student and she was really pretty um and Jacob, their son, was a class clown. Um, he loved Star Wars, and he looked up to Jasmine. And, like, in, a, in an assignment for school, he literally wrote that he was proud of his family. And, Aww. like, he just, they all were, like, very close. And it was That's just, like, a really yeah, sweet really family. Sweet. Um, so we're going to focus on Jasmine for a minute here. Um, Jasmine is their daughter, their firstborn. Um, she's 12 at the time. So she started getting into some, like, kind of weird pastimes, and she was getting into goth culture a lot. 
she was listening to like rock and heavy metal wearing black all the time and like I mean her parents encouraged her to express herself like however she wanted to like they yeah. just thought you know we all like, had that we'll, right yeah. we'll, <laughs> let her, we'll let her like be her little her little goth self um and so something to note before we really get into Jasmine is that um, people say that she was very, very like mature for her age, not necessarily in behavior, but like physically. Mm-hmm. And it made it hard on her in school because she was like kind of more developed than the other girls and she just didn't really fit in anywhere she felt like. And so it just kind of like that plays into it. Um, she felt awkward and um, she even told like her parents this and it was very, yeah, she was like just not feeling great about herself. Um, she started creating, um, accounts online with websites and, like, early social media platforms like MySpace and, like, AIM, and, um, she portrayed herself as a 16-year-old girl on these accounts and on these websites. She, like... Was she 12? Yeah. Oh. Keep in mind throughout this whole case that she's 12, okay? Oh, God. Um, she portrayed herself as a 16-year-old to anybody she would, like, talk to online or, like, interact with. Um, Her interests on these sites were, quote, hatchets, serial killers, blood, human anatomy, moonlight, and kinky shit. She's fucking 12. She's 12. What? (laughs) What the fuck is she talking to me about kinky shit? This is, like, this is, like, her bio, like, her interests. Like, on the website profile that she makes. Like, this was, like, the person she was starting to become. What 12-year-old is into blood? I don't this know. This is a literal child. She should be playing with Barbies and my Literally. You, when you're 12, you're what? In, like, 6th or 7th grade? Like, you're a yeah. child. Her heroes on these sites were listed as Jeffrey Dahmer, Batman, Chris Angel, and Marilyn Manson. Oh. Bruh. Bruh. She started getting in trouble for breaking the dress code at school. With, um, she was wearing, like, really short skirts, chains, fishnets, spikes, and, like, really dark colors. And, like, just really, like, just kind of breaking those, like, pushing those boundaries. Um, and then in 2005, she joined VampireFreaks.com. And her username was x-killerkitty-x. She joined a couple other sites with the username Runaway Devil. And her bio for one of the websites is listen to this. I am the almighty jazz. Bow down. I think deep thoughts. I am quite emotional and my mood is ever changing. Although I can be really good at hiding my feelings. I don't trust easily. I either have lots of energy or very little. I like to make attempts at poetry and anime. I make wookie noises and often scare small children. I'm afraid of llamas. I'm told I'm mentally um, arsler. Often I am loud and bounce a lot. When I am hyper, I like to dress up and want an Edward Scissorhands outfit. Other people live in my head with me. I like random questions. I like to pretend I'm a gangster sometimes. Don't worry, I'm not. Yeah, I sometimes watch Teen Titans because I am that cool. I play guitar and I suck. She's not like other girls. <laughs> what the fuck kind of pretentious shit is that? She's 12? <laughs> She's literally 12. Keep this in mind. Um, something to note is just like all of 
all of the like online evidence is what makes this case so detailed mm-hmm. is because like this was early 2000s like right when technology was really starting to like and like social media and like talking to people online and all that it stuff it was brand new people didn't know like the boundaries and limits of exactly it. and so like there's just, but there's also, it's, like, so much evidence because it's, like, the first ever, like, documentation of, like, stuff on the internet. Um, so the next person, so we're going to take a pause on Jasmine. We're leaving her off on, this is how she's creating these websites. She's mm-hmm. just talking to 16, like, acting 16 and talking to people she shouldn't be. Um, one of these people includes Jeremy Steinke. He is 23 years old. What? Um, that's, um, even if she is 16, that's a felony. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's gross. Um, so Jeremy Steinke was a high school dropout, um, and he lived in a trailer park in Medicine Hat. His mom was an alcoholic, and her partners, like her husbands and whatever that she had over the years, they all, pretty much all abused him, like Mm -hmm. physically. Um, his biological father was, like, a drunk, and, um, trigger warning, mentions of, like, abuse and childhood abuse. Um, his biological father would come home drunk and, like, whip him and drag him to the bedroom by his ears, and this started when he was a toddler. Um, his first stepdad was also an alcoholic and had three kids of his own, um, and he said that he would line them up and like slap their hands with paint sticks until someone confessed to like whatever they did because like he would like notice something like an example would be like oh a vase is broken who did it Mm. and he would line them up and like hit them with paint sticks until they would confess i do not like spanking i hate people that are like Every child should be spanked. To no, one point. I don't agree with hitting children mm-hmm. under any circumstance. No, no. Um, and he he also said claims that um, they would he would like tie the all the kids to chairs and like force them to watch the other ones be abused. What the fuck? Yeah. Then his second stepdad once pushed his head into like a deep freezer, which caused like a really bad injury. And Jeremy tried to help his mom one time when this same stepfather was being abused by him. And he got, like, she said, like, his mom says, uppercuts to the face and blows to the back of the head. Like, he was trying to help his mom and he got what? this shit. Like, he, I mean, not... And he was just a kid, right? Like, yeah. how old was he at this, this point? This, um, I don't know. I think he was probably in, like, he, well, he was a high school dropout. So he was probably in, like, middle school or so. So here's the kicker about this dude, though. With all of his trauma and everything, I don't blame him for wanting to escape, but he um, thought he was a 300-year-old werewolf. What? Huh? (laughs) What? Wait. What? So, like... (laughs) Wait, you just kind of... You just kind of... I just kind of tried to slide that 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 out there. (laughs) Back up. He thought he was a... 300 year old werewolf yeah yeah it just gets better it gets better with this dude um okay so he wore a necklace with a vial of blood on it 
So like, is he a vampire? Actual, what the fuck? No. Also, like, guys, I just looked it up, and this is the exact year that Twilight came ah! out. That's so funny. He claimed that he was part of a Lycan Brotherhood, which is like a werewolf mm-hmm. brotherhood, um, whose empire would one day rise. Him <laughs> in what empire? <laughs> like, who else was in this empire? I don't know. Who the fuck else I thinks that they're know. a werewolf? Other incels. <laughs> oh my god. Um, there was, he one time posted this on his blog, quote, We must meet in the cemetery one hour before the full moon is fullest to speak of a tragedy within the coven. Those who have not overcome the mindless rage need not attend. Wait, what? What does that mean? I don't know! And this dude, this dude talks like he's a 300-year-old werewolf. Like, his, like, wording is, he's so weird. Need not attend. Um, he, he regularly told people they had to be careful because he might eat them. What the f- <laughs> You have to be careful, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently he also, like, moved frequently while growing up, oh. so, you know. Huh. I said move. <laughs> Um, so from a really young age, he started drinking, smoking weed, doing mushrooms, LSD, and acid, and it was, like, in his early teens, and so you're a teenager at 13, technically, so, like, he was starting to do this shit, like, early on, um, and he also suffered from ADHD, which, hashtag relatable. When he moved in with his mom, he started date, or no, yeah, he started dating, wait, Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. When he, so, uh, I can't, you know, when your brain just, like, stops. <laughs> After he moved back in with his mom, people noted that he was starting to date, like, younger and younger girls. Like, underage girls? And at one point, he was a 20-year-old dating a 17-year-old. Yeah. So, oh. underage girls. Yeah. yeah. Um, a child. Yeah. And... The girl was actually quoted saying, I probably only knew 10% of him. He can change in the blink of an eye. He'd sit up in the middle of the night and start talking to himself. What the fuck? So, like, this dude has fucking issues. Issues. Like, not just, like, educational and, like, familial and trauma issues, but he has, like... There's brain. something going on. Yeah, something in his brain. Um, people actually theorize that he had fetal alcohol syndrome since his mom oh. was an alcoholic. Um, but they don't know for sure, obviously. Um, so he started dating, like, younger and younger girls after that. Um, he started doing coke and getting in trouble with the cops, shoplifting, like, writing bad checks, like, doing all this shit. Like, he was just getting into a lot of trouble. Um, at 22, he became goth, wearing (laughs) black spikes. Wearing black spikes um, and found popularity within, like, other groups of goths. So, like, he would go to, like, the mall, and there was, like, this group of goths at the mall that, like... Meeting at Hot Topic tonight at 6. Literally! Me in middle school. (laughs) He also started wearing, and this is, like, significant later, this, like, black, like, neoprene face mask. Like, sort of like the COVID ones, like, sort oh, of like yeah. the, but it was just like a black neoprene mask that covered like the lower half of his face. Okay. 
Um, and this was just like something he wore like on a fairly regular basis for no reason. So now we're gonna get into the relationship between Jasmine and Jeremy. Um, they met in 2005 and a friend actually introduced them to each other. Um, and Jasmine really liked his energy, liked that he was popular in the goth community. <laughs> and like, I'm not, she's got the dude. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, like, there's nothing against, like, people who, like, dress that kind of style or whatever. Th- that just caught me off guard when you were, like, at 22, he became goth. New religion. Um, and she liked that he was hyper. Apparently he was, like, really hyper ADHD. all the time. <laughs> Um, and they bonded over being misunderstood. Oh my god, nobody understands their misunderstanding like they understand. Um, Jasmine started getting lectures from her parents because she was hanging out with older guys. Well, she was fucking 20 or something. Well, no, and it wasn't just him though. She was hanging out with like older guys that she was meeting online. And she She's was fucking like, twelve. And like through the and like through the other goths or whatever, like she was hanging out with like these older guys. And I just I'm sorry, I found two of their names. Raven and Trenchcoat. Trenchcoat? His name was literally fucking Trenchcoat. Jess started fighting with her parents and um the school guidance counselors were even concerned about her. And she one time told the guidance counselor, I want to be put in foster care. Oh. So she can be emo on her own time. Literally, what the fuck? What is going on? Her parents were super loving. Like, they supported her, and they were, like, very, like, they cared about her, and the only reason that they were mad at her was because she was hanging out with, like, men, like, old grown men. And they found, they figured out, like, there's, there was no abuse. She just hated her parents' rules. Like, she was just complaining about her parents. And she even told... She was later quoted saying, I want to keep having fun and disobeying. We were fighting a lot and I was being grounded on weekends. In February of 2006, Jeremy sent a Valentine's email to Jasmine and asked her to be his girlfriend. Uh Uh-oh. Jasmine told Jeremy that she was 13 even though she was 12. Like, what's one year? I'm sorry, 12, 13, 16, none of it matters because it's still underage. But Jeremy was under the impression that she was 16. That's still underage. But I know. So they knew, like, that their relationship, like, wasn't allowed. So they they (laughs) kept their relationship secret. They talked on the phone every night, and they used, like, the internet to communicate mostly. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about, like, Jeremy's online profile um, his, his likes were fellow lichen brethren, so, like, other werewolf people, and his dislikes were my heart being broken again, girls my age, home, oh. home wreckers, hypocrites, lies, the sun, what? untrustworthy people, backstabbers, cheaters, spiderwebs, not spiders, they're cool, but K-E-W-L. Planes, posers, prostitutes. And then in, like, I wrote in quotes on my note, in my notes, um, I like to kill them, play with their insides, and then eat them. What? But, like, he didn't do any of that. He was just saying it. But, like, why would you yeah. say so that? fucking weird. There's a lot of nerve to be picky, too. Right. And then it says pigs, cops, but not, like... Okay. But it says pigs, comma, cops. And then um, in another website he had in his bio, I believe in blood, destruction, guts, gore, and greed. His likes were gothic beings, mosh pits, loud music, 
piercings, tattoos, scarification, pain, kinky fetishes, heavy metal, blood, razor blades, eyeliner, poetry, dark clothing, aggressiveness, and nails. He would serenade jazz over the phone with songs that he wrote. Were they good? What? Um, so I have a couple of emails between the two, which I'm not going to like get super into detail with, but, mm -hmm. um, in one of them, he wrote lyrics to a song that he wrote for Jasmine. Um, you're the blood that runs through my veins. You're the sun breaking through the clouds when it rains. My love is for you forever. As we die here together, we'll be forever together till death do we part. I give it a 10. Golden buzzer. And the next one I wanted to read to you was, um, this was from Jeremy to Jasmine. The subject was, ha ha. And then, quote, God, I can't get over not seeing or talking to you. I yearn to hear your soft, subtle voice and long to be held in your arms wherever that might be. I don't care, but just to share time with you together with you are die for. What? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, he was, like... Illiterate. Illiterate. It was bad. But, like, he tried to talk fancy. It's, yeah. Pretentious fucker. And there's not anything that could ever replace the way you make me feel. Hearts. I miss you. I love you. And I wish we could just go somewhere to just be alone together for a little while. Or as long as you would like. I think tonight I'm going to write another song to you. Big smiley face. Won't that be fun, especially seeing as you shall not read it or hear it until I see you next time? Tee hee hee. R-O-F-L. I guess I should go or something, but I hope to hear from you much sooner than later. T-T-Y-L, cuddle bunny. Hugs and kisses. I'm uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I'm like silent because I'm like trying to process. And she like, like, I mean, obviously it's wrong no matter what, but like she's like enjoying it. Like this is like... Like, she loves, she like, she's... But, like, at the, yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, she's a no, kid. No, exactly. She does not know better. Exactly. It is on these, this adult man. <laughs> exactly. So, Jasmine's parents obviously started getting concerned with her online activity. Rightfully so. And started to regulate it and, like, ended up boxing up her computer and, like, stopped her from using it. Good. And it just made Jasmine, like, even more mad and, like, rageful. Like, she was, like... Yeah. So Jasmine actually snuck out to see Jeremy um, and an email like on uh, March 13th. And Jeremy followed up like with an email like after their little secret meeting. And the title of it was Hey Sexy. What? Quote, how goes it? You are a sight for sore eyes and I miss you more than killing people. Can we get together and kill people together? I have a poem for you and you shall see it when I see you. Teehee. Well, I guess I should go. I love you tons. What the f- Were they like- So were they killing people? Four hours later, Jazz responded, Killing people? Sounds like fun. Uh-huh. Yes, we shall. I miss you too. A large, large amount that cannot be contained in mere words. I wish to see this poem. Love you. What the fuck? Okay, this is like that weird couple in high school that's like right? forehead to Dude, forehead. The entire time I was researching and like li like learning about this case, that's all I could think of. Jazz Jeremy gave Jasmine a vial of his own blood as a gift and sent an email after saying, and what about the vial MG. of blood I gave you? Oh my what are your words on expressing your thoughts on that item of my love MGK to you? MGK vibes. 
didn't he literally give no megan and mgk yeah they like exchange yeah they like exchange blood yeah in their rings or something too yeah yeah her ring's like a thorn like she can't take it off yeah it's weird as fuck their favorite movie together was natural born killers what the fuck? Have you guys seen that movie? No, what is that? So, I I haven't seen it either, so I... But I know that in Natural Born Killers, they kill the parents. Like, the the mom and dad. I'm pretty sure... I'm, like, 99% sure that's what happens. And, um... Because he was quoting it. So, on March 16th, 2006, um, Jeremy wrote a email to Jasmine saying the whole point of killing them would be to start a spree across Canada, R-O-F-L. Kind of like the legendary Mickey and Mallory, Love Lovebirds, which are the characters from the movie. And it says, now have you seen that movie? It's called Natural Born Killers. It's the best love story of all time. I love it so much, I want to do it myself. Jasmine's parents at this time were just trying to get her back. They were just, they started family therapy and they even saw like improvement after family therapy. Like they saw her kind of, um, becoming more connected again with mm-hmm. them and not being as, like, cold and, like, angry. Um, and they allowed her to attend concerts, actually, starting after she, like, was getting better as long as they were with her. And one time, when they were all at a concert, Jasmine ran off and they found her in an alley making out with Jeremy. What? How did they find each other? Apparently they, I mean, maybe there was a way that she had contact with him. How old was she at this point? Still 12. I mean, 12 and 23 are their ages throughout this case. So then there's an email on March 20th, 2006, titled, Hey Beautiful, from Jasmine to Jeremy. Rar, I hate them. So I have this plan. (gasps) Rar? Yeah. Rar, I hate them. So I have this plan. It begins with me killing them and ends with me living with you. So are we set? I'm going to try to call you, but I really don't know if I'll be able to. They are treating me like shit. I hate them so much, but I hope this won't bring us far apart. I hope to talk to you soon and love you with all my heart. Love. And Jeremy responded, well, I love your plan, but we need to get a little more creative with like the like details and stuff. I wish they wouldn't treat you that way. Grr. It angers me to hear that. I dislike them very much. Don't worry. I love you too, my sexy beast. I hope to hear from you soon. Take care, my love. You have the key to my heart, and soon enough you shall have my heart if I die. Anyway, because if I give it to you now, I'll die. Then you won't be able to hear me say how much I love you. Love. And on March 24th, so a couple days later, he posted a poem saying, My girlfriend's family are totally unfair. They say that they really care. They don't know what is going on, they just assume, as their greed continues to consume. She is slowly going insane. She continues to think that I came into her life to help her out and to stop what they keep trying to shout. It's all total bullshit. Their throats I want to slit. They will regret the shit they have done, especially when I see to it they are gone. They shall pay for their insolence. Finally, they shall be silence. Blood shall be payment. And they were... Okay. I'm sorry, that, that poem has, like, the creativity of, like, a kindergartner. He thought he did something with that. He right. thought that he was, like, all, like, exactly. cool and shit. Exactly. And um, trigger warning, even though it was consensual, this is still disgusting. So they were sneaking out together and having sex and planning the massacre of Jasmine's family, basically. 
Um, several friends of Jasmine and Jeremy said that Jasmine was begging Jeremy to kill her parents and kill her family. Like, what? In mid-April, Jeremy even asked his friend, how far would you go for love? And he said, Jasmine is pretty much going to break up with me unless I do it soon. I don't think I can do this myself. I need someone I can trust. Are you in? So he was asking his friends to help him kill his girlfriend's family. Please, so that my 12-year-old girlfriend doesn't break up with me. Right. Like, what the fuck? That's fucking pathetic. Yeah. Um, Jeremy posted a song later saying, I will kill. I will spill the blood for you tonight. It will be a bloodshedding fight. You satisfy my hunger. You quench my thirst. And he basically admitted to their plan on the internet before responding to a friend's comment. One of his friends was saying that he was like so bored that he was gonna just like slam his head into a wall all night or something mm -hmm. like so jeremy commented oh yeah lol i hope you enjoy hitting yourself i on the other hand would rather do morbid stuff to others like jazz's rents which i am going to do this weekend what the fuck? like he was admitting what was gonna happen before He's it even happened last confession out already literally exactly so the Richardson family had a cookout in their backyard um, and Jacob was playing with his neighbor, um, which Jacob was the younger brother. Jeremy went out and bought a 12 pack of beer, an eighth of weed, and then smoked two bowls with, of that with his dealer and went home and he's quoted saying, I planned to get drunk. He went through 12 beers, raided his mom's beer supply and finished it, then started drinking vodka. Like this dude was fucked up around 9 p.m jeremy went to his friend's house and begged his friend to help him do this but his friend said no because obviously right. any normal person would say no he watched natural born killers again and when it got to the part where they let the brother go jeremy said that's where it's going to be different at 3 a.m jeremy went and bought coke from his dealer because all of his friends had refused to help him and he like wanted something to take the edge off i guess um and his dealer's girlfriend said that she saw jeremy snort at least six lines Jesus. then drink more vodka wine and took ecstasy um he, then he went to a convenience store bought gum and snorted two more grams of coke what, what the, the fuck dude he was just going just going How's um i don't know that was my question like, holy crap. Jeremy went to Jasmine's house at 4 a.m. and she snuck him in through the basement. Um, Jeremy had a knife in his hoodie and made a lot of noise coming into the house. So Deborah, Jasmine's mom, heard the noise and woke up and ran downstairs wearing a nightgown. Jeremy was wearing his black face mask and black fishnet gloves and a black bandana around his neck. Jeremy slashed at Deborah's neck and she screamed and threw her arms up. And Jeremy started, like, going ham at stabbing her torso. Mark, the dad, heard the commotion and wanted to check things out, and he grabbed a screwdriver to protect himself. Jeremy is quoted saying, He came at me real fast. I was scared shitless. I went to back up, and I tripped and fell, and he jumped on me and attempted to stab me in my chest. Um, and Jeremy knocked the screwdriver out of his hand, Mark's hand, but he grabbed mark grabbed jeremy's face and shoved his thumbs in his eyes so like oh mark like mark was fighting though like he was wanting to protect his family like he good on him like he already saw that his wife had been stabbed 
multiple times and so he was fighting to protect his family um and actually after the fact of all this um the police that did the investigation even said like you can tell that he went down fighting mark was stabbed multiple times um but was able to start choking jeremy Jasmine ran downstairs and she said, I saw my mom laying at the bottom of the stairs. I saw my dad and Jeremy fighting, hearing them yelling things. I ran back upstairs. I so, really, really hope she went to prison too. Finally, Mark was laying flat on his back and his last words were looking up at Jeremy saying, why? And mm. Jeremy responded, because you treat your daughter like shit. It's what your daughter wanted. Holy shit. That's heartbreaking, dude. Oh my god. Um, Jeremy met Jasmine in the kitchen. She told him she loved him, kissed him, and headed upstairs. What the fuck? Jeremy shortly followed up the stairs and heard a conversation. Jacob was yelling, Jasmine, what's going on? And he was scared in bed. Oh. Trigger warning. Um, this involved the death of a child. Um, Jasmine shushed him and started telling him to go to sleep. She cradled him and put his neck in the crook of her arm, trying to choke him out. Um, he broke free, and Jeremy and Jasmine agreed that they couldn't just leave him. They couldn't let him get away. Mm -hmm. um, and officials say that Jacob fought really hard, that there was blood all over his bedroom. Mm -hmm. um, Jacob was actually, um, they found, so remember I said he was really into Star Wars? Mm -hmm. um, they found his lightsaber lying on the floor, and it was, like, covered in blood. And they think that they, he was trying to use it to protect himself. Stop. So, I mean, but again, they said the same thing that they said about the dad, that Jacob went down fighting. And Jasmine, Jasmine even said later on that he was saying that he was too young to die. Um, Jasmine, after all of this was done, Jasmine grabbed her things and her mom's purse while Jeremy waited outside and he was super paranoid so he took off running and drove back to his trailer leaving Jasmine like at her house. Mm -hmm. Um, Jasmine called a cab at 525 in the morning using money she had gotten from an ATM using her mom's card. Fuck her. Dude, no, but think about it. That's why is this so traceable? They're being so obvious. Like they're being they're stupid. stupid as fuck. They she got to Jeremy's, she showered, and they bagged up their clothing, threw it away at an apartment complex, and then wiped down the inside of the truck that they were using. Um, they went to Jeremy's Coke dealer's house, and the Coke dealer says that he was like Jeremy was completely out of it. And Coke. well, I mean he was and he ecstasy. Was on, he and was on. He was super, super drunk. drunk. I mean, he was super fucked up, and he just murdered two or three people. Okay, this is where it's really also gross. But then Jeremy and Jasmine had sex. Um, then they went to a party house and attended a rager, and people were saying that they were basically going at it on the couch in front of everyone. Ew. Jasmine was straddling Jeremy on the couch, and they were face to face the whole time. Ew, they were that weird couple. That yeah, we were just exactly, exactly. Ew, bro, they're like. Ugh. Later on that night, though, Jeremy went. Jeremy and Jasmine were talking to one of Jeremy's friends, and is quoted saying, "We killed my girlfriend's family last night. I gutted them like a fish." And Jasmine said after that, "My little brother gargled." Oh. 
Like, there's no remorse in anything they're saying. absolutely not. The police originally thought Jasmine was missing or kidnapped when they found the scene because they noticed, obviously, like, there was a fourth person that was supposed to be in the house because, like, the picture's on the walls Mm -hmm. and everything. And so they thought that she had been, like, taken. Um... Police went to her guidance counselor, who was able to give them, like, her file and give them access to her locker. And when they were searching through the locker, a piece of paper fell out of one of the binders. And the paper was a hand-drawn comic that had three stick people being burned alive, while two other stick figures watched and laughed. And in one of the panels, one of the stick figures was running to a shape labeled Jeremy's Truck. So they are, like, finding out that this was premeditated, essentially. Like, this was planned. They also found a note in her locker that read, May the hatred and anger built of blazing infernos fill you and overcome you. May the pain of a thousand tortured souls come upon you like scalding blade and eclipse all their notable feeling. May your hopes, dreams, and happiness fall into the swirling pit of despair never to return. May your peace of mind and safety be gone to you to be forever afraid. May the black overcome you and the pain never ending. May all of you love... May all you love be stolen and destroyed just out of reach to never again feel such joys. Amen. Huh? (laughs) Literally, what? (laughs) So 12-year-old Jasmine was the youngest person to ever be tried for homicide in Canada. Um, The guy that they confessed to, as well as one of the friends that Jeremy had asked to help him do this, went to the police and told them what was going on, even though, I mean, Jeremy had threatened them and said, like, if you tell anybody, I'll kill you. But they were like, no, they need to know who did this. (laughs) Um, Jeremy was heard talking to another inmate. Yeah, she did the eight-year-old, and I did her parents. It was all her idea, but when someone you love asks you to do something, you do it. I'll tell you straight up, man. Her dad came at me with a screwdriver and stabbed me in the eye. The eight-year-old will be with me for the rest of my life. She's fucked up in the head and wanted them dead anyway. He was quoted saying that to another inmate. In prison. He was being transferred to another facility and he said, Hey, have you heard about that triple homicide? You're looking at him. The last thing I remember, Mark was laying on the ground asking me why. And I said, because you treat your daughter like shit. She wanted it this way. That was it. Then I watched my girlfriend go upstairs and cut her brother's throat. It didn't bother her at all. She didn't cry or anything. In fact, the next day when we were on the fucking road, she was laughing about it. If my girlfriend and I get out of here, we were planning a trip to Germany and buying a castle. What the fuck? Fucking weirdo. Why why do people brag about this shit all the time? Right, right. There was over a year before the trial for Jasmine, because it was separate from Jeremy because of her age, Um, but on June 4th of 2007, the indictment had 90 witnesses, including Jeremy. She entered a not guilty plea and claimed Jeremy did all of it, but her, um, the confession that they had gotten from her was inadmissible because they didn't have, give Jasmine her rights to a lawyer when the confession took place. So they couldn't even use the fact that she confessed as like a... But also they had like... There's so many other confessions already. No, like the exactly. Emails, the thing exactly. In her I guess it's not a, like a direct confession, but that's evidence of premeditation. So she testified and claimed everything that she said about wanting her family dead was a joke. Uh, but um, you're gonna say it multiple times, right? Exactly. But anyway, she was guilty of first degree murder on all three counts. Okay, good. Yeah. So that's yeah, good thing the jury could see through her act because she was just acting. Um, 
And because of her age, there were restrictions on what her sentence could be, though. So she got the max sentence of six years. What? Followed by four years of probation. Uh uh-uh. uh. So she's out now. Please tell but me she they went for used, longer than that. They used a specialized sentence to rehabilitate her instead of just putting her behind bars. So the the program she went through was for minors with mental illnesses that have like violent tendencies. And like good, because obviously right. at age twelve and you're doing this shit, like that's how there's something wrong. These things should be dealt with. Yes, that way. exactly. Go Canada. Um and so she was actually released in two thousand and twelve. What um, from the program. And she, so she's just, like, out now. And as of 2017, her record was expunged. What? Like, it never happened. Stop. So she can get, like, any job she wants. Are you shitting me? Because she's not a felon anymore. How the fuck? It because doesn't matter it because that she's of her 12. age. It was because no, of her age. The, this whole... It was her idea, her idea. And, and she killed her brother. Her identity her brother was a minor too. Yeah, her identity was changed for her protection too after she was released. So like she has a completely new identity. Her record is completely expunged. There's like she's untraceable. That's not fair. It's not. Because why should she just get to have a normal life after she ripped that away from her 8-year-old brother? Literally. Um, Jeremy admitted to killing Mark and Deborah, the parents, but he said he did it because he was super high and it was self-defense. What? You went into their home? You broke into their home. What the fuck? Anyways, um, he said he was there to get Jasmine and leave, but he never intended to hurt anybody. Like, it wasn't, like, an actual murder. Whatever, Jeremy. Um, he was convicted of... He was convicted on first-degree murder on all three accounts and sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole for 25 years. Good. So, Jeremy is behind bars for life, but... He's not just a killer. He's, like, a predator, too. Yeah. And, in fact, I actually... I I looked up if they actually were gonna pursue, like, charges for, like... Shit. For, like, dating an underage person and, like... Are they? Like, all that shit, but no... Well, they, they didn't. He admitted to having sex with they, her. They said that because they felt that it was more important to go after the charges for the murders. That's true. And so like they just longer. left it alone. And because, I mean, he got Why not he ended up them. getting life in prison anyways. So, I mean. I still feel like even if somebody already has life in prison, like, I still feel like people should get charged with everything that they are guilty of. Because... I mean, everybody deserves justice for the crime done against them, and also it lets other people know, like, this is a predator. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the case today. Yeah, and next week we'll be back with another episode from Abby, so make sure you come on in and listen. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.